The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Try to put down the beatbox. And we are back for another Thursday night crisis fight. Guess what? It's not a fight. We're just going to talk about it. It's uh wait. Did I roll a wild? Your Marvel Crisis Protocol blog? Dylan will try to make it a fight. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, probably a little bit. You're a butt. Oh, that oh. fight me. <laughs> fight me about it. All right. Well, guys, that's that's the stream for today. My <laughs> <Super> effective. <laughs> There's one too many things for Tim. He's done. <laughs> But we have actually a metric ton of, uh, of of just gamma buckets of stuff to talk about tonight with the Immortal Hulk, Hulk card reveal. We still have to go over the Hellfire affiliation, the tactics cards that came out for Psylocke and Emma Frost. Uh, we have a super important, definitely uh, professionally casually uh, official announcement about uh, the worthy tonight as well. We are going to talk about games played. We're going to talk about hobby thoughts. We're going to talk about how Sentinels are just so good from this past good Monday on Oh Yeah, the Power Phase, or last Tuesday, actually, some might say, at its at a brand new, definitely on purpose time. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's just, just a lot to go over. Just a lot to go over. Also, um, you know, we're going to talk about the midwinter. Uh, nope. Midgard games. Yeah, I just had my win, win midwinter break from work. That, that was great. That's true. <laughs> but let's get right into it. Hobby stuff. What have you hobbied this week, y'all? Oh, that's actually been a lot of hobbying with uh, Beta Ray Build, Ulick, Agent Venom, and Spider Woman coming out recently. Yeah. Uh, been doing a lot with that. My Ulick is pretty much done. I got Beta Ray. Uh, most of the way there, um, he was like a little more than just table ready for the game Tuesday. And like Spider-Woman has some red on her. And um, what's his face? Agent Venom is based dark gray. He's getting there. Heck yeah. There's a lot to go with those models. There is. So I definitely have paint on Ulick. Um, Not just Prime, but there's paint on him as well. You have paint on Ulick. I bought the paint, yes. <laughs> that that has been oh. my my contribution so far. Um, we also, uh, as far as hobby stuff, maybe you guys checked out uh, the Monday hobby stream with Taylor, which I would oh, highly yeah. suggest doing. It's every Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern, right here on this Twitch. Um, he painted this beautiful Doug Dimodome Wolverine, Logan. Uh, <laughs> it is amazing so great so great and i think very legitimately one thing that makes this model so great if you're unfamiliar with doug dimodome owner of the dimsdale whatever's oh man good try yeah we 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 put in a solid effort uh but unfortunately i had friends around so i didn't get my re-rolls um it's from fairly odd parents it's incredible he wears a big tall hat it's 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 really 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 nice and the thing that i think should happen is most characters should get a big stupid hat like this because you'll never have to worry about the Quinjet. Not Quinjet. Is it the Quinjet? Yeah, you're right. You're right. The Quinjet. I, I was like, in my head, I was like, nope, that's the X-Men one. Uh, you'll never have to worry about the Quinjet rules because you can never place yourself under it because the hat is too tall. <laughs> See, that's just, thinking smart. That's thinking smart. It really is. 100%. Okay. It's a great hat. It really. So I, I'm I'm so stoked to use this character now. Uh, <laughs> he looks so dumb, but in the best way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and that was Taylor's idea too. Just like he was like, "Hey, I had I had asked him if he could put LEDs in Sabretooth or in a Logan's belt buckle, because as we've talked about, that's why he has a higher energy defense is because his belt buckle is so shiny. 
Um, but the model just simply isn't big enough to have that work. So he was like, all right, Tim, as a backup, what if I did this? And I was like, Taylor, if you don't do that, I'm actually going to be really mad. So thankfully, he just absolutely knocked it out of the park. Absolutely out of the park. So good. Uh, Dylan, what have you hobbied this week? So I also. So talking about Immortal Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) I also painted a Ulick. I don't know who he is. I don't know how he got here. Mm hmm. Uh, and I don't care because I started painting them and he's really white and really blue and everybody painted him brown and I'm like, look at the blueness. He's so he's blue. blue. I actually really All like blue. that. That's legit. He's a big sure blue is. troll. He's a big blue boy. Did and, you uh, did you pull that from anywhere or like did you just make him blue? Like, uh, it, the, like person I, the person I'm painting for wanted him to be blue. So I think his original inspiration was the Wampa is the thing from Star Wars. The second or I guess yeah, the, that's the white movie. Yeah, well, I haven't done the fur yet. The fur is going to be white. Oh, okay. The original I like, mm-hmm. I like it. I'm never going to use Ulick, so I knew that if I painted him, it would have to be for somebody else. It's He's a criminal syndicate. What? He is, dude. Uh, Ulick, this doesn't make any sense. Speaking of he games is. games played and hobby thoughts, this past Tuesday on Oh Yeah, the Power Phase, uh, Dan and I played a game where I played, um, you know, some might say the absolute. Uh, competitive um juggernaut that is the sentinels against asgard dan runs uh, some beta ray bill uh ulic thor and valkyrie yeah I, it. valkyrie was the one i was gonna forget um i thought you were gonna too and at the end of that game which you can check out over on the twitch it'll be on the youtube eventually as well links for the both of those are right are right down below but last two people standing in that match ulic and Cassandra Nova, who every time I use her, I'm always like, man, she's so much better than I remember. Right. So much every better than time. I remember. We're like, wow, she's actually really good. I no. thought you were going to say something about like having some kind of PTSD from a previous incident. That involved <laughs> <said character laughs> I listen. I've worked through that. It took a lot, but we we I, I was able to, I was able to come out the other side, um, forgetting it and just burying it deep down inside. But a few minutes. Thanks, man. Uh, the psychic distraction, very specifically interacting with Ulick, was oh my God. wild. Because any anytime he ends a movement, a place, a push, what or not a push, but a, a move or a, or a, a place, she can use psychic distraction. So, with what's that ability called, Dan? That gives crushing you leap. crushing leap. Yeah, can trigger psychic distraction twice in just the move. Which yeah. is awesome. Just Which makes it pretty much impossible for him to actually then punch her. Correct. In range two. Uh, as no, long she's as he's too far away. As long as I'm rolling a crit or a wild. Um, but yeah, just I it took both Dan and I kind of a second to be like, wait, wait. No, it's not just once per turn. It's anytime someone ends that movement, you can just keep scooting away, just finger gunning and moonwalking away. It was it was it was glorious. I really liked it a lot. And it gave me a new appreciation for the Sentinel Prime as well. Sentinel Prime is actually real, real good. Yeah. The other ones make me sad, but Prime is real, real good. And I think Prime is slept on pretty heavily, especially pattern analysis by itself is fantastic. And in, incredible range on it, too. Range four for those rerolls and just being able to on start. A big base. Yeah. On a big base, uh, it gets a round thing in your face and you get rerolls. Um, I like how it scales, so you don't always have to pay so much. You can pay one power to reroll one, unlike like Heimdall's got to be closer, and you always have to pay two. Correct. I think that makes it more usable. Well, and uh, the thing I really like about him, too, is on turn two, assuming you're just kind of moving up and not doing much around one, because uh, his builder is only range three, round two, starting the round with four power to then unleash a eight-strength builder is awesome just awesome he can absolutely just zot people he's a little bit of a um uh not expense but a commitment but mm-hmm. I, I think he's really solid i'm actually really excited to play more sentinels uh that that game while while a loss for team sentinel uh was a win in my heart of hearts that's all that the heart of the models got to you it, it really yeah. did um now let's jump right into it 
with these tactics cards and this new affiliation. Uh, let me get these up here on stream. Yeah. Let's talk about first. Which group is this? Oh, these are the Psylocke cards. Yeah. So we have Grievous Wounds, Psionic Constructs, and Crimson Dawn. The Emma Frost and Psylocke box is going to have six tactics cards in it total. None of them are braced for impact, which is just stupid and uh, probably just a massive miss from AMG again. Um, but everything else in here is pretty good, and it does seem like they kind of made up for it by having some actually super red cards in here. Um, Grievous Wounds is, uh, I guess, what some might consider a reprint, but... X-Force flavored to the gills with both Psylocke and Sabretooth on there about to hug and work together. So, yeah, they, they always kind of have been, so I'm super stoked for that. But, Dan, you made a declaration a couple weeks ago that you were really hoping for maybe some, some, some dawn of crimson action. Uh, and pretty much, pretty much nailed it on the head. So why don't you go over what that beautiful tactics card does? Uh, I, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, uh, it's really interesting and kind of funny that they chose Psylocke and Sabretooth for Grievous Wounds because that's what led to the Crimson Dawn whole thing is that Sabretooth almost killed Psylocke and she was like hospital bound in the bed in the X, X mansion for a while while uh, Wolverine and Archangel went to go find the Crimson Dawn to save her. Uh, and the card is like auto. It's so I love it so much. It's so flavorful and also really good. Um, so it is an unaffiliated reactive card. When an allied Psylocke flips her stack card to its injured side, she may spend three power to play this card, and she gains the superpower uh, shown on the card. This is a uh, passive uh, mark of the Crimson Dawn. At the beginning of this character's activation and after each of its actions, this character may place itself within one. So already, like, she gets to place three times in her turn, mm -hmm. and she gains healing factor one. Like I was just hoping for some kind of Crimson Dawn, something to do with teleporting. So happy we got that. And then also healing factor on top of it. Granted, she can't do this until she flips. But it's so good. I, I'm really excited for that one. Uh, and I just love how it kind of tells the story just with those two cards. Sabretooth beat her up. She couldn't heal herself until she got the Crimson Dawn. So what? Like, what is the Crimson Dawn, like book-wise? Uh, so there was a mini-series in the 90s that that told the story of Wolverine and Archangel going to find the thing. And it's, um, there was, I think it, I, I can't remember all the specifics, but there was, I think it's a group called the Crimson Dawn, uh, that like worship this, like sort of demon thing. Um, and it has a very, um, Asian feel to it. You can see in the card, like Wolverine's wearing is like, uh, kind of samurai get up and whatnot. And is that Exodus or who is that other character? In that card. Uh, Archangel. Oh, it is Archangel. Okay. He was blue. He still had the metal wings at that time. And when she got the Crimson Dawn, she got this like half face like mark. That's why it's the mark of the Crimson Dawn. It's yeah. like this uh, mystical tattoo on her face that I'm totally going to paint on my Psylocke. Hell yeah. Um, very exciting. <laughs> uh, her other card is also really good is Psionic Constructs. Uh, another unaffiliated reactive card. When an allied character within three of an allied Psylocke targets an enemy character with an attack, Psylocke may spend two to play this card. The attack type is now Mystic. The allied character may re-roll re any number of dice during this attack. So the first thing I saw in the Facebook groups when this went up was, wow, that makes Helios extra <laughs> Mystic Helios re-rolling all of the dice? What? Oh no! Can you re can you change dice with Helios, or am I thinking of something else? Uh, a lot of those cards do say you can't add dice, but they don't say you can't re-roll stuff. Let me take a look at that quick because I had not thought about that interaction at all. That's I incredible. Think, I don't think there's a problem. I think it works. Yeah, I think it does work. Oh, um, but yeah, super. That one's super cool too. If you need to, uh, I like that it's within three of Psylocke. She can boost somebody's attack, make it Mystic to potentially get around like a high physical defense or something, and then just punch somebody right in the brain. A brain hate when, Helios. Hate it when that happens. Yeah. Just <laughs> shot by a laser straight into your brain. Wow, that's awesome. So just imagine the additional work that Vincent and the, the group over at the, uh, the taco truck are going to have to do for their Helios laser bombardment app calculator <laughs> to have this particular Texas card applied to it. So many dice, so many rerolls. Oof. 
That's incredible, though. And I mean, if you're so once again, I know we've mentioned this a little bit, um, but X-Force has been unlocked now that Psylocke is coming. <laughs> Uh, they're probably going to be so one of the most on X-Force. Uh, she should be. She, she if, should be. If she isn't, Chuck is going to quit this network. Well, we should get that list like tomorrow. They come out in a week mm-hmm. from tomorrow. So we should get that update. I'm a little surprised we didn't get it today. It's usually like the week before. But if she's not in X-Force, I will be very surprised. Yeah, I mean, they There's already... No yeah, they already have like a team pizza meeting card with that new grievous wounds with her and Sabretooth on there. I don't she's not going to be in Brotherhood, but she could. Who knows? But uh, if she yeah, if she's not next for it, I'm going to be uh, be real mad. Yeah, Dizzard and I are going to riot. But <laughs> but I so I really like that uh, just in general. So now including Iron Man in my X-Force roster to have that mystic Helios laser bombardment to take out one of the other things that we're going to be talking about tonight, that new immortal Hulk. Uh, Max is grievous wounds, so we can't heal back. Correct. Super into it. Super into it. <laughs> All right. So moving over to the other tactics cards that came out in that particular spoiler for that box, we have a really anticipated card uh, that Dylan is going to go over with my Hellfire Club. It's not your Hellfire Club. It's actually it hers. Mine. So yeah, it's funny that it says unaffiliated. <laughs> I anyways, so when this, which I'll probably get into a sec, when this card is included in your squad, if your squad is unaffiliated and includes Emma Frost in this card, you may play this card. Say that like 15 times fast. Your squad is now using the Hellfire Club affiliation, regardless of other affiliated characters. Emma Frost gains the following leadership ability. It is now your active leadership. So white, Queen's Pawns, which leaves it open to that other characters might get their own version of the Hellfire Club. So when Shaw finally comes out or whatever. Ooh. Um, or if they ever come out with the Black Queen or Black King version of Emma, that could be like another thing. But once per round at the end of an allied character's activation, Emma Frost may use this leadership ability. When she does, all other allied characters contesting or holding an objective token gain a power and remove one damage. All other allied characters not contesting an objective will lose a power and suffer a damage, and Emma will then gain the power and the she'll heal the damage from the ones that lost the power and damage from not having objective tokens. Um, Are you in love for, with this, like narratively? Because uh, I yeah. absolutely am. <laughs> so yeah, it's, good. It fits Emma to a T. It really Emma, does. Has that like selfishness streak to it where she's like willing to like kind of cut corners to get the right what she thinks is the right thing done. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a pretty good leadership, in my opinion. I think it has a little stipulation in the fact that you can literally play every single character in the game except for one, and they are quote-unquote affiliated. That alone is a very powerful ability. It's amazing. Well, especially with the Crisis update, right? So there's significantly more Crisis Eye out there now, or, or tokens, so you can have a lot more healing potentially happening there. Correct. And so this includes any like uh, like chimichangas is the first one that comes to me. That technically is like an objective token. Mm-hmm. So you can actually play with this just a little bit. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if Johnny counts. Johnny might be an objective token. I'm not sure. But uh, there's little things you can do like maybe. F- well, I guess you wouldn't get the freedom force token because that's its own affiliation. But the it has been discussed. And I think it's pretty safe to say that. Even if you have uh, like a dual affiliated uh, roster or whatever, like if you're playing specifically like, let's just say Brotherhood, right? So you have all these Brotherhood characters. Mm-hmm. You can choose, even if all of your characters, except for Emma, who may even be in Brotherhood, uh, you put them on the table, you can declare unaffiliated. And then you can do My Hellfire Club. So there's not like a prerequisite for making sure you have a bunch of characters that aren't in the same affiliation, which I thought might be the case originally based on like what they might consider that, but I'm pretty sure that that's not the case. I think it's been discussed to death and I don't think it's the case. So I think it's a really good leadership. I really, really do. I said before the show that we should probably have an episode where each of us like have our own version of the hellfire club, because this is a, an amazing tool for the people that aren't like happy with the current, like maybe not happy, but they don't have like an affiliation they want to grab onto. So like if you're waiting for Alpha Flight or whatever, 
Uh, you're going to be like, oh, man, I'm just going to play this thing that lets me play with whatever I want until they come out. It's really, really cool. The narrative aspects of it are really, really cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it makes a lot of sense for certain people to be in the Hellfire Club, but sure, whatever. Uh, you know, that's fine. Listen, it's all it's, gravy, baby, right? As long as you got... It's all gravy. Yeah. yeah. As long, maybe you, you won like a Willy Wonka ticket and you got access to the Hellfire Club for a little bit. They're holding galas now and people are getting new costumes and stuff. Like, yeah. it, really... The Hellfire Club is really whatever Emma wants it to be. Indeed. And the and you add on to the fact that the leadership is actually really good. Mm-hmm. I think, and I, I, uh, I'm sure not everybody agrees with me, I'm not a huge fan of card-based leaderships other than convos because theirs doesn't really like have a cost. Mm-hmm. But the good part of this leadership has the cost of you only being able to play with four tactics cards. I think it's worth it. I'm going to go out on a limb and I say, Whoa. I think, that the, I think the leadership is worth, yeah. I think it's good enough with the lack of like affiliated characters thing, you know, like where you can play with literally everything. I think it's probably justified in this case that you don't have as many cards. Like, I think the, I think the, the black order one is like not good enough to warrant you losing the card slot. Uh, I think the weapon X one is good enough, but again, I'm sure that could be up for some debate. Uh, but this one I think straight up is like really, really good with what it could potentially unlock. And I think it makes a lot of characters that have been not really considered. I think it makes them very viable Yeah, because now you don't have the affiliation restrictions. I just just very briefly love, and this is, uh, I'm really glad you brought up that kind of us all bringing our own uh, like roster or uh, application of this particular affiliation uh, probably next week or in, a, in another episode. Um, because I don't know if you knew this or not, but Sentinel Prime, actually one of the founding members of my Hellfire Club. So I, I knew you were going to fit him in there. <laughs> He's going to be so good. He's got a lot of really good uh, like views on how the, the club should be run. He really, uh, listen, he recognizes patterns. He, uh, he analyzes them. Like it's, sure. it's one of the things he's known for. What is it like, think? are they sitting like around a big table and they say, all right, Sentinel Prime with like a word with the rest of the club? It's at a park, right? Like at like a picnic bench and it's it's, it's <laughs> him sitting like cross-legged under uh, under a tree. <laughs> he just like, like gently leans over to the microphone. He's like, die, mutey. That's all he says. <laughs> Real quick, super important question. Yeah. For both of you. Yeah. Who do you think analyzes these patterns better? Sentinel Prime or Ultron? Probably Ultron. He's got a bigger brain. Mm. His model's way smaller. And true. only four threat. Obviously, yeah. Sentinel Prime's a bigger threat. <laughs> That's true. All know. right. Mm-hmm. That's true. You yeah. Heard it here <laughs> first. Sentinel Prime, king of the robots. Yep. You heard it here but, first. Uh, That's official. That's canon. <laughs> to put it king into perspective, like I'm talking with other people, like how I'm going to build my Hellfire Club, and we are seriously like no jokes. We're like, yeah, we should bring Colossus. <laughs> right. How, how often can you say that? Yay. Like, good old Colossus. Because like all of a sudden, like this, like this leadership helps with his power generation problem. Mm-hmm. And Colossus is not that bad. He just needs power. That poor guy. So yeah, anyway, that, that's what's gonna happen. No, and I, I think that's that's like very legitimately one of the things that I We've talked about it a lot that 2023 is going to be a really, really great year for MCP. The crisis rework has helped dramatically. We might get character updates or something later in the year, potentially as well. And then cards like Hellfire Club that really kind of expand and and, and raise the stock on certain characters that might be undervalued um, is, is, is just baller. Just right, right, right. These are the right decisions that a company needs to make to keep a game lively, fresh and abundant. Anything that can breathe new life into characters that maybe don't see the light of day as often or just gets you to play them in a different way is just what I don't don't, want to say what this game needs, because I feel like this game is going in the direction I wanted to anyway. But like anytime you can do that and get models on the table that you haven't seen in a while uh, shows a real healthy game. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it makes Daredevil. It unlocks Daredevil. He's now overpowered. Right. No, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. He's still awful and almost completely unplayable. I'm just excited that in my X4 Sentinels roster, I only need to include Emma Frost to make that three affiliations deep. So. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, but I think overall, I think it's an amazing ability. I think you're probably going to see it a lot. Um, it's going to be interesting for 
situations where if somebody brings one affiliation, you could just essentially splash in an entire affiliation with just Emma because it makes the show the Emma show. Yeah. Kind of like if you're playing Civ or something and playing like one city challenge or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but. Listen, uh, yeah, I'm all about Gandhi and those nukes, man. But. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I do love just the, the, the canon of that, too, that his, what was it, his hospitality or he had one stat that was. Oh, it was like peacekeeping or something like that. That was supposed to be so high. It lapped itself and made him the most aggressive character in the game. It did happen. <laughs> it did in fact happen. Uh, but Gandhi rushes nukes. But so we have two other tactics cards uh, for this particular Wait, box. There's more. Yeah, oh, there's, oh. there's a lot more. Uh, so oh, you want me to do? Them? I want to do mine. I want to do mind transfer. You can do headmistress if you want. I know you're a huge uncanny X-Men fan. I love them. All right, I'll go first. So headmistress, uncanny X-Men only. It's an active during Emma Frost's activation. You may spend X amount of power. And for every power you spend, an allied uncanny X-Men character that is not holding an objective may advance medium. It's very uh, Avengers Assemble. Yeah. Yep. Esque. Which is really good. I think, I mean, again, X-Men or X-Men seem to be the movement team. So I think this one just adds to that. And, uh, you know, Emma's 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 in charge. Right. You put you sit down, girl. Well, I'll tell you X-Men have uh, probably one of the best characters in the game. Uh, Their field leader, some might say, Mm -hmm. uh, with the ability field leader. Uh, with Cyclops, where yes, they they are an insanely mobile team. Constant. I mean, and that's that's the whole point of uh, Professor X, right? Is that he's given them all these barriers in their mind and these synapses so that they're constantly working together better than anybody else. Do you want to hear something crazy, Tim? Uh, There's honestly nothing that would make me happier. So Cyclops has his things, right? You know, he's a character with like beams and stuff. Emma does all of it, right? With a little bit more. And now even field leader has been taken away from him because of the card. Mm -hmm. She could just move the attention. By herself for one turn, no matter where they are on the board. She learned from the best. Sometimes <laughs> power couples like Cyclops and Emma Frost are able to learn from one another. And Cyclops is such a good guy that he has alley-ooped Emma Frost to be a better character. That's what you want in a field leader. When he is no longer needed, he won't be there anymore. Because it's no one brings comic. him. Comic story, too, for the student to eclipse the master, right? Mm -hmm. Emma learned from him, and now she can do, she can move three people medium for the same power it takes Cyclops to move one. Correct. Correct. Pathetic. Hey, what's what's mind transfer? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so mind transfer, and and say, the reason this tactics card is actually incredibly useful is you may be going up against um, some... Uh, very difficult characters, right? Like Cyclops, for instance. And Mind Transfer could help you kind of get around that. So this is an unaffiliated active card where during Emma Frost's activation, she may spend four power to play this card. Choose an enemy character with an activated token within range three of Emma Frost. Move an activated token from the chosen character to another enemy character that does not have an activated token within range two of the chosen character. All right. Super cool, right? Uh, Wong Wild. goes first. You can move the activated token over to Malekith. That's super great. I, that's obviously the basic version. But, but, I'm going to give you the Wombo combo that's really going to knock Mind Transfer out of the park. Are you ready? Can it activate I have never been more ready in my entire life. You're going to be surprised that this is actually an effective use of this card and not shtick. What? Okay. Happy birthday, Ron. Cool has to be an it's an off cycle uh, action attack against a character with an activated token. You could use mind transfer to shift an activated token to someone that you want to put out of their misery earlier, a high value target, and then happy birthday run with Sabretooth on the same activation to get that ambush attack off. Hmm. It's actually a real tactic. It is it good? No. no. Should you do it? Probably not. Should you go into a game with both of these cards anticipating a use of doing that? Also, no. Could you, though? Would it be really neat? Yes. Would you win all of LVO if you did it? You know what I mean? Maybe. (laughs) You would walk away the winner. You would walk away the winner. 2023 is going to be the year 
of huge plays like that, right? Sometimes you sacrifice onto a Hawkeye and you trick shot and you take somebody down. The next level of that is mind transferring an activated token to happy birthday route with Sabretooth and just yoink them out of the game. I just can't wait till you spend three rounds of a stream game just getting this to work and then rolling three blanks on the attack. So I'm just You're not like, wrong. I'm nuts. You're I not wrong. Damage. Something really unique is about to happen. So I played Emma with this card uh, last weekend and I tried it. The setup is crazy specific. It yeah. is so, so narrow of a margin for everything to be like perfect. Mm-hmm. It's such a cool idea. I just don't think it's going to happen. So do you see this making uh, rosters, but not squads? Or do you see this not even making squ- uh, rosters? I think it's only viable in like an E deployment, right? So if you're playing Gamma, if you're yep. playing Demons, and if they're also playing a Fat Boy, because like, you know. You want to activate a Mortal Hulk, though? Big base. <laughs> I do. I would love to activate it. But the thing is, is like if your opponent sees you with this card, it's like, are they really going to give you that opportunity? Once again, that's why I love cards like this. I love there to be that psychic opponent. And that's why Emma Frost is just baller to begin with, to make people play around something that you're never going to bother setting up anyway. (laughs) That's fair. I mean, but like the the obvious thing I can think of is deception. But the problem is deception is almost or well, very is useful a lot of the game, even if you don't use it in the first turn. Mm-hmm. This one, I just Aww. don't see it happening. I really <laughs> love it. I really want to use it. I just don't think it's going to happen. That Not just sounds so one. gross. The yeah. deception of somebody up into range of this and then activating someone else from it. Oh, it's they have to be within two. Never mind. That doesn't work. Again, that's a lot of things going on with that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but it'll be so cool. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm not denying the coolness. I'm if you can't deny the ability for you to do it. Yeah, fair. Maybe you've already won an LVL qualifier and you're heading back to Bearded Dragon Games to play in another LVL qualifier on May 20th. And that's the time to type, to, you know, to try this type of stuff out. And Absolutely. not play a bully faction that bullies me when I'm standing around buildings. Only listen, that only happens if there's like 20 to 30 pieces of terrain on the board i I don't know if you want to comment on that at all but so let's just say this was the chunkiest board i think i've ever seen in my life at an (laughs) event i walk up to this and i'm like what is happening like i see ben anytime there's ben there's an angry man in a red outfit with a metal hat floating (laughs) around throwing stuff and then he brings magneto on top of it yeah, and then there's Magneto there, and he's like, hey, look at me, I'm brain magic metal wizard man, and I'm going to throw stuff at your ancient one, and she's dead because you can't use your brace for impact because there's a size four s- sitting right next to a bunch of objectives. I was like, oh boy, this is going to be great. I don't know, I was actually kind of surprised how close that game was, yeah. everything considered, but uh, Ben is forever, uh, he's never allowed at any of my birthday parties. Oh, nuts. Yeah. Oh, Ben. So, no, well, he, he deserved it. But he's probably just nodding while watching this right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So moving off of uh, the Hellfire Club, we are going to head right. Yeah. You want to talk about something mean and green? I do. I would love to, actually. I would like to do it forever, as long as it has an immortality token or whatever. Um, So we are going to go over to what some people might say is a mortal hulk. There he is. Look at this bad boy. So we'll, Hulk. we'll blow through Hulk. these. Look at the size of those triceps. Right? He obviously does uh, a scaling <laughs> 10 tricep extensions every time he scores a goal in Blood Bowl. Um, and the proper form. It, now that he has the proper form, which once again, thank you, uh, it's going to be even better. They were significantly harder after switching that up. Um so we'll blow through some of the base stats here before we get into a lot of the meat of the four innates that this gentleman has. But There's so much meat on this card. There there really is. So the Immortal Hulk, uh, some might know him as uh, Bruce Banner, the old BB. Uh, 435 for defenses. The five might seem a little out of place at first, but remember, this is the Demon Hulk having, or Devil Hulk, having taken over. Uh, and when you have devils, listen, you have... Better mystic defense. Just ask Hood. Uh, stellar mystic defense compared to his other defenses. Uh, 15 stamina. 7 threat. So this is a more threatening Hulk than the previous threatening Hulk. Size 4. Short moving. 
His builder is a little straightforward. It's called Smash. Maybe you've heard of it. Range 2, Strength 7, 0 power. Uh, it is a standard builder, so after the attack is resolved, the character will gain power equal to the damage dealt, and it has a throw on a wild. It can go up to size 4, and the throw is short. Girl, let me tell you, there ain't nothing standard about this strike. This strike is baller! It, it's, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's pretty good. I guess I, I would say. Real is, it, is it as good as Sentinel Prime's builder with three power spent into it? Mm, yes, but he also <laughs> has a spender uh, called Gamma Burst that is range three, strength 10, and cost five power. You may think that that's expensive at first, and you'd be wrong. Magneto's is more expensive. But before damage is dealt with this particular one, uh, this character may throw the target character short. So he's got two throws, a lot of throws on this gentleman and on this spender because it is so expensive. Uh, the throw is before damage is dealt, which you'd just love to see it, Chuck. Mm. The target also does not gain power for damage dealt by this attack, which is just insult to injury. Talk about bully. It really is. I was a little surprised that there's not a place on this, but I guess this is more of a... Or, or that it wasn't an AOE, but yeah, true. it's 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 in a burst. It, it just burst right from his pectorals for real. Straight ahead, he does the Terry Crews thing where he does like the peck dance thing and <laughs> just shoots a green laser. <laughs> they actually come right from his nipples. Just <laughs> so where else did they come from? Those little uh, lean Why green mean beams. Why does it taste like milk? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So, so we have Gamma Leap for three power. He can place himself within two of his current positions. Should seem pretty familiar. As well as Leave Hulk Alone. I'm sorry. It's actually Leave Hulk Alone for three power. Choose an interactive train. Mission. Yeah, correct. <laughs> That's how you know it's good. Uh, so this is just an enemy character or terrain throw, both of size four or less within range two, and you can throw up medium, can only be used once per turn. Uh, dude's got a lot of throws. He's throwing himself, he's throwing others. There's actually not many actions this person can take without throwing something. In right. fact, I wait. I there wish aren't any. That <laughs> all have a throw built in. Mm -hmm. And then he's got a bunch of innates that I'll... Endless yeah. Rage is familiar during the power phase. He gains two additional powers. So he's getting three power in the in the power phase. Mm -hmm. Woo! And then we have his immort immortality and the green door making really separating him from the other Hulk, making him the immortal. Um, these two are really powers that work in conjunction with each other. Uh, so I'll go over immortality because this is when I had to read eight times to wrap my head around it. There was there was a lot going on here. You could see in the Facebook comments that people were a little uh, misunderstanding of uh, of how this actually operated. Uh, so during the cleanup phase, if this character has a daze token and an immortality token, he does in fact KO. Like he doesn't flip. He doesn't do anything like that. Otherwise, during the cleanup phase, while this character is dazed, if the character does not have an immortality token, it removes all special conditions and all power from itself. For each power removed this way, it removes one damage from itself, and then removes the dazed token and gains an immortality token. So it's almost like a little backwards, and they mention the immortality token first, and then we learn how to get it. But, so you have to daze him Hold once on. through his 15 stamina to get him immortality token. So I think once we're done reading the green door, I'll present a situation that'll kind of just go over the whole thing. It'd be way easier to understand. Sounds great. <laughs> it does sound good, actually. Do the green door. <laughs> All right, so the green door at the end of each turn, if this character does have an immortality token, it may remove one damage from itself. If this character has no damage, it removes the immortality token. <laughs> So he just heals up every turn, yours and your opponent's. Mm -hmm. They made sure to specify that in the transmission about the card, uh, just to make sure it was clear from the beginning. And it's and I like how the whole thing is bolded at the end of each turn. Hold on a second here. Well, what are you doing? You forgot the most. This is what the people come here for. All right, he's immune to hex, poison, and also stun. Right, well, so he's he's overcosted. He should he should only be six threat because six threats oh, get yeah. immunity to poison. Um, but well, he's, also, he's also immune to stun and hex. That bumps him right up. Well, he's a devil. Not, you know what I mean? He's a demon boy, so he's got to be immune to hex. But not stagger. Yeah, that's huge. That's the big thing right there for big seven boy. Mm -hmm. 
That's same uh, for eight threat for Dormammu. All right, Dr. Yeah. D, lay it on us. Okay, so uh, let's do some role play. I'm Hulk, and I'm I'm the person using Hulk on a board with 30,000 pieces of terrain, and I'm going up against Brotherhood. So he walks up, and he does a little gamma leap, and he's there, so he's got one power. So uh, some jerkhole named Ben takes uh, some trash cans in a building, and he throws it at him, and dude, he does 15 <laughs> damage. So he goes up to 10 power from all the damage, and yada, yada. When he goes daisy, when he becomes dazed, then you give him the immortality token. So the immortality yeah. token is not on the is not on the card until he dazes, at which point he loses all of his power, mm-hmm. and he's going to heal that amount. So the most he can possibly heal on the daze is ten, since that's the maximum amount of power you can have. So boom, now you're at ten health. You're dazed. Uh, same rules for dazing and all that apply. Now next turn, boom, you have the immortality token. And that's why, again, you were specifically stating this uh, with the boldness. At the start of each turn, it is important to know what a turn is compared to a round. Mm-hmm. A round is the whole thing. A turn is every model that goes. So for every two actions that a model takes. So you are 100% correct. At the end of one of your models and at the end of one of your opponent's models, he's going to heal a wound, which he will do until he gets to 15 health, at which point you will remove the immortality token in which case you have to daze him again in order for you to kill him. So if you put the immortality token on him, you want to put him down. So if you daze him again, he will go down for good Mm -hmm. and he will leave you alone. And then you'll get second place at the event because Ben beat you. (laughs) He still beat you? Oh, because it took your Hulk out. I got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a great... Well, Ben obviously also brought Iron Man in his brotherhood roster to Helios laser bombardment after he got the immortality token on him. It just makes sense. Yeah. It just in makes Psylocke, sense. Make it, oh no, you don't want to make it mystic. Never mind. Not against immortal Hulk. No, but you could re-roll <laughs> all of the dice that you're pumping into. Hey, him, it might so. be worth it to re-roll all those dice to have yeah. him get two more defense dice. Actually. I completely agree. So, so long story short, you can deal with him. It's just going to take, like regular Hulk, a lot of commitment. And you're unable to kind of chip him down and slowly work on him like you shouldn't do with standard Hulk anyway. But it does remove that particular portion for it. But he is 16.7% more expensive to use to do so. So, obviously, like, should we quickly kind of just compare him to the old Hulk to kind of yeah. make it apparent? So, like, no, old Hulk... Okay, well, I guess we should just shut everything down then. All right, turn, it, <laughs> turn it all off. Shut down MCP. It's over, guys. It was a good. Uh, one. It was actually a really good run. Plain this year Dan. was looking up so. This year was looking so good until until that happened. Gosh darn it, Dan. Anyway, so when you look at the old Hulk, uh, one, the art is not nearly as good. The new art is like phenomenal. Whoever did the art on that one is it, is it Carlos? It was like Eric Guerrero. All right, good job, Eric. Anyway, so. The thing that you'll notice between the two is that the other Hulk, I'm prop, I as I'm, I think is a little more offensively focused. That's for like attrition teams. Mm-hmm. This immortal Hulk is a control monster. Mm. Oh my goodness, he is so good. He really is. You are gonna you're gonna see this chunky green boy everywhere for a while. When that box comes out. The, the game currently has a pretty big, like, big boy meta, and this guy is, like, the biggest. He's, like, he's definitely the best big boy, in my opinion, right now. Do we see him kind of replacing the spot that Juggernaut was in at Adepticon this year? Will he be out in time for that? Or is he an uh, April release? April. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so Adepticon think... gets the pass. <laughs> oh, but it's going to be the last big event before we're uh, introduced to the terror of the lean green uh, controlling machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Like, that's an interesting question, right? Because, like, Juggernaut's five, he's a seven. Seven's expensive, right? Yeah, seven's um, rough to fit in. I think, yeah, no, and I agree. Ben is absolutely correct in the chat. Uh, Emma and this Immortal Hulk are going to be like the best of friends. They absolutely love each other mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. With, the, with the innate healing and all the power giving and all that. Um, I honestly, like, I, th- I look at the card, and the only thing that I would even perceive as like a weakness is the cost, if you can consider that a weakness. You get, you get what you pay for in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody that plays Dormammu shed a solid black tear <laughs> when they saw this card, when they compare it to like uh, what you get from eight thread out of Dormammu. But, uh, I do think that you're going to see him a lot. If you build rosters after he like comes out, you got to have a plan. You've got to have a plan for him, which is Hulkbuster. 
So let's talk uh, about yeah, yeah. And let's talk about that. So here's one of the actually really important things about um, this character is that he is very reliant on power to be able to mitigate his damage and to not be um, have the immortal token and stuff on him. So attacks like uh, what is it, explosive punch or robo punch that Hulkbuster have, where you do not gain power equal to the damage dealt. Uh, is actually really, really, really good against this particular Hulk. Um, uh, same with Wasp. We are going to see her creep way back into the meta because of Wasp's fury. N- incorrect. Stinger Blast is going to be what is going to take down Immortal Hulk. Range 2, Strength 5. Guess what attack type it is. Can you guess? It's his weakest defense. Energy. energy. Wow. Uh, I think Psylocke, not bad. Dude, Cy- uh, Cyclops stock going way up because he's got concussive. He does. He's going hey. to be here, dude. Uh, there was a, wi- a ways back where I ran like an all sap list with Modoc and Vision and Enchantress. And honestly, all those characters, uh, Sep's kind of a, a little bit of a wild card, right? But like Psylocke actually kind of matches up in an okay way against him as well. As far as she has a lot of ways to remove power. Merc with a mouth as well. Sucker punch. I mean, there, there are some things out there that are maybe not stellar that could be against a mortal Hulk. Yeah, I was beside Rogue is going to be. Oh, yeah. Rogue went up a lot. For real. And it was already high. Like it was already shooting to the moon and now it just blew past it. The Inhumans uh, I honestly suffered some massive tragedies as she just blew through the moon. But <laughs> something, you'll, you'll have that on the big jobs. What it, I think the Southern Hospitality is a size list. Let me check it right now. Is I mean, just mutant absorption. Like, well, I'm not even talking about that. If you yeah. want to push them out of place. It's a size four throw. So, yeah, Rogue is oh. a whole candling machine. Mm-hmm. She, oh, she's so gross in the best way. For nearly what half the threat, too. Yeah, <laughs> nearly. One of my things with his immortality and green door is you were saying you don't want to chip him away, but you kind of do at the end. Like, if you can do a bunch of damage to him and then be like, spend your power, I dare you. Because then if you get like, all right, you have three health left and I do three damage to you and you uh, get dazed. You're only healing back three. So much easier to actually KO him once you got that immortality token. Correct. You don't want to do a ton of damage to him at once to daze him because then he's got a bunch of power. He's going to heal back most of what you just did anyway. And you don't have to worry about potential extra damage from like leaving one one health like the other Hulk. Yeah, correct. I find it interesting. He doesn't he doesn't get angrier as he gets beat up. He just doesn't die. So do you think Gamma Burst on him is a trap, spending that much power, I think potentially it leaving where, yourself vulnerable? Yes. I think it's where he is in his <laughs> stamina. Like, if he's got 10 or more stamina, probably find a Gamma Burst. If you really need to take somebody down, or, mm-hmm. like, if he's standing in front of, like, a, I don't know, a Prime Sentinel that only has three physical defense, and you're rolling 10 dice against him, and he doesn't gain power. That's fair. Oh, and then you're going to throw a size five something into something else. That, I well, think that's worth it. This is how you intelligently use the current Hulk and especially this one. Uh, what you do is you activate him. He you know, has a, he's at least three power. You do a double move to a point. You pick up some doofus and then you throw him. Mm-hmm. Don't do any damage. And then they he gets mind transferred and it puts it on a mortal Hulk. <laughs> and then your plans are ruined. Oh, my and then saber tooth right. attacks with happy birthday <laughs> run. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most bu- oh my god I'm, what am i doing new hulk is terrible Sabretooth meta is gonna overtake us all run while you still can i mean Sabretooth so, meta is already kind of here to be fair new one for sure he's my so favorite saying that you need to plan for this hulk uh people in chat are saying that you need you're gonna need to plan in your roster at least to deal with immortal hulk what do you think so we said rogue um kind of stands out as a way to deal with him um you said wasp voodoo Hulk buster maybe oh voodoo, um, yeah voodoo makes sense staff Oligba. yeah i i'm honestly want to say pyro with some decent range energy attacks that he root. can he's gonna up. hate root yeah he'll hate root for sure yeah root would be obnoxious so pyro is not bad. Or judge a judgment would be awful on him too. Kingpin, Black Cat, Ursa Major, anyone with auto stagger since he's not immune to it. Judgment. Judgment. Does Colossus have judgment a, would be so bad, right? 
so who gives out judgment? Uh, Scarlet Witch and Ronan. 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 Hell yeah, Ronan. Anybody else that gives judgment? I think that's it for now. <laughs> Still. Oh, Hulk better get ready to be accused. He's going to get accused so hard. Mm-hmm. That's it's a free uh, justice, baby. Mm-hmm. So that really brings his stock up. So we'll probably see Ronan more often. Ronan is so good yeah he he's another one every time tim brings ronan i'm like ah this guy <laughs> i gotta deal with this guy and Guess he's gonna be in my Hellfire club he was in the power bottom 10 for a hot minute too i got a yeah. lot of time in with ronan and i actually really enjoyed it um up until i played against Alyssa at that event in syracuse and ronan smashed my face in so hard <laughs> I'm going to have to model uh, green stuff, some mutton chops on my Ronin so he fits better into Hellfire Club. Ooh. I think that's a good thing. He'll be staying there. <laughs> Thinking smarter, not harder, I see, Dan. That's- <laughs> Every, everybody in Brotherhood will have mutton chops. So one of the things that we normally talk about when going over a character card reveal is um, where do you think they fit? So, Dylan, I know that you think, uh, are you talking Hellfire Club, Immortal Hulk? Or just those two characters wombo comboing are, are the way to go. Uh, I think uh, Hellfire Club specifically for sure. Uh, can we just get it out of the way? Let me do it real fast. I've been pitching it. This guy's gonna be really good in Steve Avengers. Okay, cool. We did it. So uh, <laughs> now we can talk about things that are interesting. Um, so I don't know. I think it's, he it's incredibly really valid. Really- Everyone's good in Steve Avengers. Like it's we, it doesn't even really ever yeah. need to be discussed. Yeah. Except for Ant Man and like. Ant-Man and Wasp because they don't have like powers that you got to pay for whatever right. point that's a discussion for another day but, but Wasp on a stock through the roof right now with uh, Stinger Blast <laughs> so get ready to see a I'm, bunch of Wasp on the board so 100% I think you're going to see him in Hellfire for sure I'm going to put him in Convocation like as soon as I saw this card I was like oh look mm-hmm. at the, look at Mr. Green Wizard uh, <laughs> getting his honorary wizard degree with that five mystic defense for the Ironbound book once turn. again like, he's yeah, a devil yeah, yeah. It, it fits hey so I'm going to be like, hey, yo, uh, Mr. Wizard Boy, and I'm going to put like the little Harry Potter like pointed hat on his head and be like, go over to that other guy's point and stand there and yeet him across the table, please. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, yeah, you got it, boss. It's like the longest yard where he tells him to go get the football. <laughs> the football. Yeah, he's amazing. In combo. I love him. Some deep cut Adam with Sandler movie bits. Um, with a place, with a one, with a range one place so on his good. big fat base. All right. I love this yard. So... I don't want you guys to feel bad about yourselves for not coming up with great ideas, but I'm going to tell you why he's great in Sentinels. Okay. <laughs> All right. I was just hoping you weren't going to no. take mine because I got oh, one. Oh, no. <laughs> so you put nanites on him, right? Guess what? That Hulk can fly now. Also, he's now immune to bleed as well. He's double immune to poison, which pretty much makes him God tier. In addition to all that, you can regularly feed him power when you're dazing characters constantly with him by throwing them into other people. And you can't and throw him. He doesn't throw himself. Yes, he does. That's what Gamma Leap is. It's just a place. No, you're throwing yourself. That's how Thor flies, is by hurling himself. He throws the he hammer. Throws the hammer. Right. What? So well, so he, jumps are throws. He hur- you can't say he throws himself because it's not like a this, pounce. Yeah. Or In this game that has like a specific a meaning. Leap. No, he throws <laughs> himself. He throws himself, man. It's a place throw. Could you That's imagine he- if he did though? <laughs> just here's the five damage yeah right yeah god he's so good he busted uh but it's a throw that doesn't suffer collisions that's all that's all i get that though now now it's a throw that doesn't throw honestly it's right a throw that doesn't suffer damage it does not stop by terrain or other models correct and just go over them well right because he can fly because you're only going to run this guy in sentinels you don't really care about you don't really what care about the terrain anyway. Not in Sentinels. Yeah. Is true. what's his one weakness? Staggered. Who doesn't care about staggered? Winter Guard. Best friends with a bear. Done. Okay. That's true. Winter Guard stock going through the roof right now. That's fair. Uh I mean We broke MCP, ladies and gentlemen. You did. And then he's getting free uh uh small moves, right? Whenever someone takes damage because of the winter rush or whatever. Uh, you got um, your Soviet strike as well. You have uh, when someone is going to try to take him down, you have um, uh, Comrade's Keeper with Red Guardian to keep him alive. Yeah. And get a throw off, which. More throws. Mm-hmm. 
So just that's not how Winter Rush works. Yeah. So how uh, does Winter Rush work again? Isn't it if you damage one of them? Uh, so he won't be able to move. You're right. He can't do it because he's not Winter Guard. Right. In the affiliation. So what Winter, no Winter Guard, Guard needs? Nanites. What Winter Guard needs is nanites, but for communism that can make anyone a communist, and then they can be part of it. Well, I know Hydra, Ben is going to be upset with the words the that I just said, and Ben, I so. pre-apologize for them. <laughs> so Hydra, I think he's going to be a pretty big sleeper agent target too. I think he's probably going to be real big on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you'll probably see him where you can't make reaction attacks or whatever. So he's just going to walk up with his big green fist and ram it into your nose, just like Ben did to Taylor at LVO. He did. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Ben is just a. Again, well, anyway, for this episode, episode 105, uh, titled Ben is a big old bully. Uh, <laughs> Again, he's probably nodding. Yep, 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 oh, yep, my yep. God. Ooh, I like Hydra Hulk, actually, because I love yes. Hydra. I was like, when we were talking about what affiliation he would fit in, I was like trying to figure out a way to make him work in uh, in Hydra. But I'm also dumb and don't know how to play. So I, I like him there. I like Isn't him as a Hydra all about putting status effects on. He doesn't do any status effects. Well, um, kind of red, red skull, give him more power. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like more power? It's kind of like a boat. I always forget red skulls. Another leader for Hydra. I always think of, uh, Strucker. Well, John, listen, John Hydra is the leader. <laughs> you listen. All right. I'm done. I'm done. listening. I'm done listening to you. All right. John Hydra is not to be forgotten. Okay. Mm-hmm. Him and his goon squad. They run around, punch stuff. That's blanks. true. Too good. He powers up those fists, and that that hurt. That when we played, when we played, he punched you real good with his magical fists. A made whole of, bunch of times, made of anger. <laughs> and electricity, apparently. Good old John Hydra. So, me well. be- before we head off for the day into the, this world of, of tangents, um, <laughs> Adapticon is next month. Actually, some might say it's this month. Some might even say it's just a couple weeks away. We are going to be covering all of the events Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday from Adepticon. It's going to be glorious. We're going to cover the worthy as well. And I think there's at least one of us that's going to be throwing their hat into that worthy ring. Can I go? You can. Oh, dude. I should probably enter the... I'm going to enter the worthy, I think. You are? Officially? Whoa! I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to announce it right here, right now. Hey, when's the next time you're doing Wait Did I Roll a Wild? Next Thursday? Okay, I guess we could talk about that. No, um, yeah, I, I decided. I saw a comic book cover, and inspiration hit me. Um, what comic? Like, Listen, Dan, I'm just trying to trying to tell you. Way. I'm just excited. So it's Immortal X Men, which is currently about to do like this Mister Sinister storyline thing because he's a big goofball and can't stop. Oh, goofing. Yeah, I love Sinister so much. Sins of Sinister. So, uh, Mr. Sinister and Emma are well-known, great friends. They love each other. Um, <laughs> everybody, everybody knows it and talks about it. Uh, so, they did a cover for it. I sadly do not know who did this cover. Um, so, I was walking around in my comic store. Uh, and I'm, I walk around like that one video of the guy like going to the store or whatever, where it's like the really like bendy, flatable guy. Anyway, so I'm walking around and I find this thing on the wall. I know exactly what that reference was, by the way. <laughs> just, I forget what I, I forget the name. It's like a like crash test the, dummy made out of rubber. Yeah, just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's called like going to the store or something like that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I bought it. Um, it's a really, really nice cover. I bought it, and then uh, I decided I would make my worthy entry based off of this. So I'm gonna do an Emma with the Mister Sinister outfit. That's awesome, right? And I'm gonna do the icy thing in the background. Probably do some icicles and stuff like that. Uh, that so cool. So, do I intend to win? Yes. Hell uh, yeah! You heard so it here if first. Anybody, if anybody beats me, um, I'm gonna meet you in the parking lot. Okay. Just and send then, Ben after him. Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> bully you with his stupid Magneto, and you're gonna feel real bad about it. And then I get the moral victory. Oh. Um, I'm gonna enter the single category. Uh, will I win it? I don't know. Maybe, but I figure I'll get the patch, and uh, everybody will know my name, and I'll be famous, and maybe I can make my dad proud of me finally. And uh, he'll finally return one of my phone calls. So that'll be nice. <laughs> so question. Uh, is Emma going to be walking out of a frozen lake with that vat on Sinister's model? Or what's your plan to tackle that? So I do, so my big issue is Mr. Sinister needs to go on a keto diet because he's a big, he's a, he's a chunk boy, chunk mm-hmm. master. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's obviously doesn't have the same frame as Emma, shall we say. So my... I'm going to make and I'm going to make an article about this. I'm going to do my best to like chronologically 
put this into some kind of writing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there'll be an article for it at some point. But I think what I'm going to do, and it's already been ordered, is I'm going to do Mr. Sinister's cape, obviously, because you can't have Mr. Sinister without the big goofy cape thing. Yep. Uh, I'm going to make it maybe a little more icicly. I'm going to paint it a lot of white, lots of blues, yada, yada. I'm going to use Super Giant's body. Oh, okay. That's why you bought the... Okay. So these guys watch... Uh, when they go to the store, they, they always check to see if I bought anything for some reason because they were telling me about this, uh, which is kind of <laughs> weird, but, you know, I'm into it. It's fine. Um, I had to help Anthony find those two particular boxes on the shelf. <laughs> and I, he was anyway, like, but... Oh, um, yeah, them out. oh, my headset went out. <laughs> anyway, but uh, to finish what I was saying, I can't hear what you guys are saying right now, but uh, I'm going to kind of modify it a little bit, and then I'm gonna going to make a fancy little dioramic base, and then I will submit it. I think I'm going to bring the comic with me to see if like I can leave it there so people know what I was trying to do, because I've had a lot of people ask me what is happening. <laughs> I don't know if it's Emma or if it's Mr. Sister. But uh, that's my goal. So I got to figure. And the one thing I got to figure out is I got to maybe sculpt a little diamond in their forehead. Yeah. Well, isn't there isn't there a I believe there might be a sinister diamond in Sinister's forehead already. But obviously, I I suppose that you would not be using um, Sinister's head for Emma Frost. I, I maybe that makes too much sense. But. I'm super excited for that. I'm super excited for that article as well. Dylan has kind of written a whole bunch of really good articles over on the website, professionalcasual.com. If you are interested in learning to paint without fear, he has an incredibly good series there about that. And he is detailing and chronicling his LVO qualifying experience as well while playing Wizards. The choices that he's making, some of the shifts and uh, and updates that he makes it kind of throughout the year so you can kind of follow his progress there. And I think that's super cool. Make sure to head over there to check that out. Dan has also been releasing a bunch of blogs as well about WFRP 4th edition uh, character classes and kind of the the overarching types that they they kind of exist in. That has been super stellar. Rogue was up today. Um, And some might say I'm a big fan of of that particular play type because I am. But I will say one particular entry from the Rogue classes was longer than all the others. Oh, I had a lot more to say about witches. Ah, nuts. <laughs> um, so in addition to all that, guys, uh, in general, uh, there's a lot of stuff happening at the network currently. Uh, we have a Lost Om- We have the Lost Omens podcast. It's a Pathfinder 2nd Edition actual play podcast. comes out every Monday. Video for all of our podcasts as well is available on the Patreon at the $5 tier and up. And the audio version are both available a week early. So if you are into actual plays, uh, Warhammer themed or Pathfinder, if you're looking for an alternative to Dungeons and Dragons, we have you set up for both. In addition to that, we also have Patreon only exclusive shows called The Slithering for Pathfinder 2nd Edition and Settling the Southlands for WFRP 4E that are both stellar. You can check out the first handful of episodes of all of those for the video. Lost Omens, The Slithering, Settling the Southlands, uh, uh, over on the YouTube. That's where we also repost all of the actual battle reports that we do live from Bearded Dragon Games every Tuesday, in addition to a whole bunch of other stuff. In addition to all that as well, uh, I have been streaming some Blood Bowl every Tuesday through Friday at 3 p.m. We did a huge uh, stamina mode thing yesterday where we streamed for like 10 and a half hours, I think was the final tally on that where subs and follows and redemptions were expanding the amount of time that we were streaming. That was an absolute blast, but make sure to be following right here every day at 3 p.m. Eastern. And by every day, I mean every day, but Monday, weekday wise. Um, But we have a Blood Bowl League as well. Signups are ending for that tomorrow. We have 14, I think, people so far. If you are interested in playing a Blood Bowl 3 League, look up the league DEF, which is shorthand for definitely, D-E-F period, Tim's Idea League is the league that we are running. Uh, the password is original idea. If you want to get into that, we will be starting that next week. I think games will probably start either Sunday or Monday. Uh, and huge shout out to Devil Pup, who is helping to kind of organize all of that as well. But with that said, speaking of Devil Pup, a huge shout out to those of you that have supported us here on Twitch with follows and subs, including that free Amazon Prime sub. That is a huge bulk of what uh, allows us to do what we do, uh, covering MCP at events. Um, 
and conventions and, you know, just being beautiful and, and ourselves. So a massive shout out to, to our patrons at patreon.com slash professional casual, including our King Ding Doppeldongers and our professional cake sitters, uh, including Bastion, Rob, Devil Pup, Cider Drinker, Bicon, Leroy, Otis, Tony Hot Hands, Dr. D, Iron Maze, Wizard Skills, and Dagna. Appreciate every single one of you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. But for real. next week, for Wait Did I Roll a Wild, we are going to have Dylan back as well as Brian Watson, who is the T.O. Uh, who we've been at to a bunch of events with him, uh, but he is hosting a sold out with a heavy wait list, 32 player LVO qualifier on March 11th. Uh, we are going to try to be there if we can convince enough people to drop so I can get through the wait list. But it should be an absolute blast. So Brian is going to be on next week with with Dr. D to talk about that event. And uh, it's actually really impressive. That size of event at a local game store that's just sold out very quickly. So super excited to talk to him uh, about Sentinels as well as he has been really championing um, the, the cause. But. Yeah, just a ton of stuff. Follow right here. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you to Dr. D and Dan for being here as well. I'm super excited to see how this Emma Frost turns out uh, at the Worthy. Yeah, we'll need regular updates cool. on Emma. Wrecked. But guys, thank you so and much. Mr. Frost. I love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you, on Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the Power Phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolforp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder 2nd edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got Wait, Did I Roll a Wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.